and we're having the first of Ramadan also. So despite all the confusion, it turned out to be a blessed and auspicious day from two sides, from two angles. Sadly and unfortunately, neither me or you will ever understand the value of a single day of the month of Ramadan. If you want to know the value of one day of Ramadan, then we will have to leave this world in order to see it. Ibn al-Jawzi rahimullah ta'ala, beautifully describing this month, he says that, لَوْ قِيلَ لِأَهْلِ الْقُبُورِ if it were to be said to the inhabitants of the grave, if you go to any graveyard now and you ask them, Tamanno, you tell them that desire and wish anything, just go to any graveyard and ask any of its occupants, that please, what is your desire? What do you wish? What do you want us to execute? What would you like to see? As a living person, the list is quite long because there's many things you would like to see. Your family, your wife, your children, your wealth, whatever it is. He says, that Tamanno, he says that if it was told to the people of the grave that desire, they would only desire for a single day of the month of Ramadan. Just one day, the entire month, just one day of the month of Ramadan, that would be the wish and the desire of person Muslim that has left this world. That's why I say me and you, we can never put value and attach value to this particular month. Because we are still alive. We will only see its full reward and bounties and blessings after our demise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept it hidden from us. And it is, in fact, it is the longest ibadah because it starts from, from when? From sunrise. From uh, before sunrise in the morning until sunset. So it's the longest ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. And as such, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone knows what will be the reward of every single fasting person. No, other things we've read about that we'll get this, this reward and that reward and that reward. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The fasting is for me and I will reward accordingly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward accordingly. So everyone sitting here and those listening, your reward is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we cannot attach a value to that. There's many things we can attach value to. In life, but we cannot attach value to certain things because we cannot understand how important it is in Islam and how important it is in, in uh, the Muslim community. Two things I want to speak about today, brothers. This is one aspect of it. If you want to know the value, then you have to go to the beautiful short hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said that fear the fire of Jahannam, fear that you may be of, it, of its inhabitants. 
You will be of the people that will enter there one day. And he says, that fear the fire, even if you give what? Fear the fire of Jahannam, even if you offer a piece of date. A piece of date, we hardly want to shake hands with one another. If a person comes and break off a piece of date, the first question going through your mind is, did this guy wash his hands? No, this is the type of people that you are. We'll think about safety hazards and this and that and viruses and all these other things out there, instead of thinking that what this person is actually offering, Rasulullah to give us an understanding of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's extreme kindness and mercy, he, he said, Ittakunnara, that fear the fire of Jahannam, not by performing multiple umrahs, not by performing multiple hajj, not by building masajid and masajid and all of this, you can fear the fire of Jahannam, means that, you will have guaranteed entry into Jannah, the size minimum, 10 times of this world that you are living in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is prepared to give you as a Muslim for breaking off a piece of bait and giving it as charity. A piece of bait is not a box of ajra, which gives you a piece of bait. Can you, can you attach reality to that? You cannot, because property is expensive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you, based on your ikhlas and sincerity, ten times the circumference of this world in space, ten times, just for offering that. And that is what Ramadan is about. That sacrificing your luxuries, feeling what the hungry, feeling what the needy, feeling what the poor, what they go through, you have to, to sacrifice in order so that there can be a balance in your life. That is one aspect. Number two, this is also the month of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of all the months, and this is the only month that is mentioned in the Qur'an by name. Of all the months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have chosen this particular month. But it is not the month of mere recitation of the glorious Qur'an. It is the month whereby we should be aware and conscientize ourselves. If Allah has chosen this particular month, He chose a specific angel to send down this revelation upon the heart of a specific being, called Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our beloved Prophet in this specific month, brothers. In this particular, we've reduced our need to recitation in most cases. Defending this book, protecting the book, making the constitution, those are aspects that we rather prefer or we simply choose to ignore. People are secreting the Qur'an. One lunatic even the UK the other day to bear the Qur'an. You know, if Allah doesn't guide him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fire of Jannam, it is our dua. Ya Allah, either guide him or put him into the fire of Jannam. He's desecrating the Qur'an in the Ulama of UK, they can't make a noise. The Ulama of South Africa is speaking of the Ulama of UK because they're scared of the government. The book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he's a protector of the book. But yet, we, our constitution, when it comes to constitution, then we look in other than the book of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The entire life of the Sahaba, radiallahu was this book. They kept it free from distortion. They kept it free and they protected it from the interpretation by individuals and groups and organizations and bodies and whatever are there so that it should not be distorted. It should be read, it ought to be read, and practice the promise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What service have we rendered for this glorious book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What service are we giving? What rights are we giving to the Hukuk uh, uh, are we giving to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If we are devious, if we are people to disturb and change and all things meanings. 
If we allow people to discard this constitution through its glorious message and implement other kufr policies and things, then what have we done with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ignore your demands, to ignore your pleas, to ignore your returns, to ignore your begging for your assistance and protection? Because we are following and walking a similar path what the Yahudis are doing. Maybe they are ignoring. They took the book that was revealed to them. They threw it behind their backs. Look at threw it behind their backs. And we remember of our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The mouth of Ramadan will be taken off the shelf. It will be dusted off. And immediately, it will be placed back into the shelf. See now. This is what we think of the, the glorious book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you tell people, they will tell you that, uh, that is the message of the Quran, but this is not Makkah. We cannot practice upon this year. Then how are we going to institute the constitution that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us? How are we going to doubt a book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us? There's no doubt in there. If the Quran does not become your life, brothers, and if, if you reduce it to mere recitation in the month of Ramadan, then you've lost out completely the true meaning of the month of Ramadan, you've lost the essence of fasting for once. When he said that you should become muttaqin, that's the objective of fasting. How are you going to become a muttaqi, a God-fearing person, if you don't understand the message of the glorious Quran? It is for every time, for every space, for every race. It is there from its inception until Qiyamusa, until that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs this earth to give off its final shake. It will remain there. Undisputed. But the onus is upon the Muslim Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That you people have to live. We have to live and act according and until it becomes us in our lifestyle. Then we have a completely different understanding of what the true Islam is. We will not have taqwa, brothers. You know what is taqwa? Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu ta'ala, the son of the famous Sahabi, Sayyidina Umar, radiallahu ta'ala, one day, and he saw this one shepherd coming with his flock of sheep, you know, he wanted to test him, and it was, the heat was so, it was scorching, it was so hot, like it is normally on Arafah day, 40 something degrees. It was almost impossible for a human being to fast on that particular day. Shepherd, he was fasting, and Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he called him, he said, come here, I want to talk to you, I have a business proposal for you, that who does this she belong to, he says, it belongs to its owner, I'm only its custodian, I'm only the protector, I'm only the overseer, I'm only looking after it, that is my job, he says, will you sit down and partake some of the meals and goodies that we have, he says, no, I'm fasting, he says, you're fasting in this heat, are you fasting in this heat, it's almost humanly impossible for a person to fast, so that means temperatures were soaring, brothers. We complaining. When it rains, we complaining. This was a slave who was looking after the sheep of his master. He did not even have freedom. He was there, ready to serve. He says, yes, I'm fasting. Then Abdullah bin Umar, he tells him, he says, okay, sell me one of the sheep. He says, it doesn't belong to me. He says, no problem, man. Then, uh, I'll give you the price, whatever you need. He's testing him, you know. And you can the story. You tell me this, this is what happened. One was coming and stole the sheep. Something came, one animal came and it stole the sheep. You tell him whatever you want. At the end of the day, you have the money. This person in a fasting state, brothers, this is taqwa. This is looking after the Qur'an of Allah. This is protecting the book, the Qur'an, your constitution, my constitution. This person, a slave, 
A slave in the literal sense and a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said it on the radio just now. Did Allah put together all these things? You will eat at this time. You will break your fast at this time. You will read salah. You will get this all of it just so that we at the end of Ramadan can be stamped with the stamp of being a slave. Meaning you are owned. So this person understood he was owned by a human being and he's owned by a human subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of taking the offer, his first response is, and this is what we should do when it comes to matters of Quran, when it comes to matters of our creed, our aqida, our religion, when it comes to protecting the message of the greatest Quran from innovators, from people who are distorted, from people who are selling us out, listen to the hands of the slave. He says, you offering all to this to me. Says, he says, where is Allah? He's asking, he's asking a companion, not a companion, a companion the closest to Rasulullah, he says, in appearance and in sunnah. He's asking him a question. If I do this, where is he going to see me? He's going to see me for a special decision. I'm going to Listening in and seeing how you can be deceived. We to be honest. We are dishonest. Or we are to be just in the dealings. We are being this, you know, coming against all the messages of the Quran. I mean, yeah, he's asking him, tell me, where is Allah? He's testing his iman. Abdullah bin Umar is testing his iman. And the slave is responding in this manner. Show me where is Allah. Abdullah bin Umar says, at that time, when he responded to me, so before we sin, before bias, before we align ourselves with any group in any jama'ah, they always ask yourself the question, for who and where is Allah? Allah? Your life will become much more comfortable. You'll have much more contentment. Your worries will become less because you understand that you are monitored, watched by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7. If you cannot deal with surveillance now and you cannot deal with surveillance in Saudi Arabia being monitored like a terrorist and a crook, once you enter and exit and all these apps and all these funny things, if you cannot deal with surveillance that will happen in South Africa soon, then you have to deal with the fact that you are being surveyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7. We forget about these things sometimes because we insan. Shaitan makes us forget about this. Abdullah bin Amr admiring, protecting the message of the Quran from distortion, from tampering, from misinterpretation, from pleasing crowds and becoming crowd pleasers and all of these funny things that is happening. He says, The thought occurred into my heart. If that is the iman of this person, then what is wrong with me? And he was a Sahabi. He says, Okay, no problem. You're free to go. You can go and do your business. He went behind the back of this person. I shepherd brothers. This is when you're going to this is when you is deen. This is when you are ready to sacrifice. He goes. He inquires this shepherd. What well, the knowledge of the shepherd? He went. He found who's the master. Who's the master? Yes, sir. He goes to the master. He says, the slave from you. I don't he gives the amount that was required. He pays him what he wanted, brothers in Islam. He goes back to this 
slave. And he says that you taught me a lesson which I will never ever forget. That today I bought you in return for the lesson that you taught me about the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I am giving you your freedom and this entire and flock of sheep that you are taking care of. Well, I kind of this people. You can give him his freedom, but his strength, his freedom, his dignity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him rich instantly. And that was for asking one question. Allah, where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Where is Allah in your life, O Muslim? Where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your dealings, O Muslim? Where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you suppress truth and support battle, O Muslim? Where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the month of Ramadan, O Muslim? The words of a slave interviewed by Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala. So many lessons taken from this one incident and there's so many other things. This is the month of Ramadan. If you want to make Islam of the entire year, you have to start here. You have to start at this point in this month. Otherwise, be of these people, Ibn Jawzi rahimahullah ta'ala said, you will only desire one day of Ramadan after your demise because you don't bear the things while you have it. And favor, a bounty, a blessing is only understood. Once your limbs are removed, then you realize the, the value of that. If you lose your eyesight, you realize the value of that. If you are thinking, you realize the value of that. So similarly, brothers, if this month is gone, you're going to regret. So make the best of this month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our shortcomings, you know. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our good deeds. And may we become, see, people are becoming ambassadors of burning the glorious Quran. Let us the Ummah show. And I want to send a clear message to him and to any other would-be attackers of any Muslims out there and be vigilant during this Ramadan at your masajid, especially during Salatul Tarawih. The enemy and we are at war and we've been at war for thousands of years. You should understand it first. And I am sending a clear message to them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all forgiving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardons and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes maaf. But we give a hiding. We give a hiding, yes. And I know they will be listening in. So if you are caught fighting or want to destroy or demolish any house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you should know you will be met with the resistance from people who love death more than you like it and love love. Love life yourself. Be vigilant, brothers. Be, be cautious and be careful. And if you come to Salah, then come with your weapon. There's no harm in that also. It is concealed within the framework of the law. There's a kufr law, you know. So we have to abide by that also sometimes. But always be ready and always be armed. Treat your life from now on as if it is in danger because it is like that.